You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So last time we spoke, Bo and I um, hadn't really had a chance to really crunch the numbers on what we were talking about. We... We're full of excitement, surprised minds, kind of the unwillingness to truly believe and be able to crunch what exactly happened when we saw come across the wire and Adam Schefter tweet that J.J. Watts signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Now we're a day older. Uh, we've had 24 hours to kind of process, and it's still a little bit unbelievable, at least on my side, where it's just these, these splash signings just they're few and far between in the desert and the fact that the Cardinals had two monster super surprising moves you know back-to-back years it's 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 awesome like it and we're a little bit like if you've listened to Bo and myself during the season we record our the pot the Monday podcast Sunday night right after the game and it's kind of our stream of consciousness we haven't really you know, consummated our entire thoughts about the game. We're just going over exactly what happened. And then Tuesday is kind of our reflection day. This is our reflection day on the craziness that was yesterday. So, Bo, you've had a day. We've both gone on, you know, separate uh, media entities to talk about it, kind of talk ourselves through what this means for the future, what this means for other uh, impending free agents that are on the Cardinals roster right now, what it means with Chandler Jones what it means for Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, Steve Keim, et cetera. We've taken a beat. What do you think? The impact just transcends just what happens on the playing field. I mean, it's it's just like DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, the guy in his prime, obviously, that came over and, and nobody expected him to be available. J.J. Watt was a guy that was available and highly coveted, despite whatever you know conflicting reports you might see of what teams offered what and how many teams were actually in on him. It was... J.J. Watt, at the end of the day, thinking that the money's right, the situation's even better. He's a title-chasing guy right now at this point in his career. And the Arizona Cardinals just added it. You know, one of three players who has three defensive player of the year awards. He's a five-time pro bowler, five-time all-pro player. I mean, when you look at the numbers as far as tackles for losses, sacks, you know, batted down passes, the guy's either one or two since being drafted in 2011. Now, I mean, that's that's a testament of how long he's played. That's a that's a pretty long career relative to a lot of NFL players. But J.J. Watt coming over is another gigantic, impactful move in back-to-back offseason for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's and then the Walter Payton Man of the Year award in 2017. It's just what the Arizona Cardinals are doing is they're they're create uh, they're creating just a culture of guys who went on and off the field. And that's, that's huge. Not a lot of fr- franchises can, can say that. And uh, it might be, you know, maybe a couple of years too late as far as his ultimate, like being that guy that just is, is a nightmare for opposing defensive coordinators, but he's still a really good player. 
I think I was watching Ryan Rosillo talk about it. He was like, yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt is still very, very good. J.J. Watt's not 20 sacks a year guy, but he's he makes an impact each and every down, and that's what the Arizona Cardinals absolutely needed. I mean, you saw a couple high sack numbers last year from this defense. This is going to be an impact like beyond the box score in so many different ways. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who follows, who's been reaching out with your thoughts. Uh, excitement, concerns. Not everybody's happy about it. A lot of people think that uh, he's overpaid and, you know, he's a little, you know, he's longer in the tooth, to coin the phrase that I hate. Uh, he's missed a lot of, lot of games recently. But listen, what he can do impactfully on the field and off the field, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. He's one of the most beloved players across the landscape of the NFL. He's grounded. He's going to bring up the pedigree for this roster immediately on the field and, again, off the field. When you want to lure in free agents, guys like J.J. Watt, especially ones who are driven to succeed in an, away from an organization that obviously is no longer one that people want to play for, um, it's, it's going to be good for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. Now, Again, we talked a little bit about a lot of this, and we're going to break everything down a little bit more and more as the days go on. Regarding, let's start with Hassan Reddick, Marcus Golden, Dennis Gardeck, Devon Kennard, Devondre Campbell. Let's remove Patrick Peterson here for a minute. The lower impact guys who showed flashes last year, obviously Hassan Reddick had a career year, 12 and a half sacks. Marcus Golden was good after the trade for a six-round pick from New York. Um, Devon Kennard was injured. He showed, you know, many flashes, but nothing great. What does that mean for that bunch? Like, could you see Marcus Golden coming back on a one-year, two-and-a-half, one-year, three-million-dollar deal to stay with Phoenix, with the Cardinals? Do you see for some somehow Hassan Reddick being retained by the Cardinals and, you know, Devon Kennard and Devondre Campbell also? I mean, whatever you do, it's going to look a lot better than it would if you just brought them back anyway, right? I mean, it's you're adding them now. It's like... It's it's icing on the cake, right? It's the the thing about I, I saw somebody tweet out that they thought Devon Kernard was a ten sack type player. I looked at his numbers and he's almost thirty. He's never had ten sacks. So to think that he's a ten sack type player, I think that ship has sailed. But can he be a situational rotational pass rusher who can get to the quarterback and disrupt, you know, what the you know, opposing offenses are trying to do? Yeah. Marcus Golden, yeah, I, I think what it comes down to is all of these players, what they have in common is they're not like, they're not going to be make or break guys. They are going to be just, you know, like I said, icing on a cake. It, it would be, it would be a great addition, but at the same time, I think that those type of players now in this day and age in the NFL, they do grow on a tree. You can go find those guys elsewhere. So it's not the biggest deal. If, Obviously, I think Reddick's the biggest name in the bunch. He's going to go chase a contract. If the Cardinals can't match it, that's fine. If they can retain Marcus Golden, I think that that's going to make just as much, if not the same kind of impact as, as the other guys. I, I just don't there, – there isn't that big of a space between Golden, Kennard, and Reddick, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if, if I would have told you two years ago that the Cardinals would have to figure out what they were going to do with Hassan Reddick because they just signed J.J. Watt, I would tell you to stop talking about sports. You know, so, I mean, things have obviously changed a lot over the last couple of years. The fact that Hassan Reddick is even in question for, was in question for a franchise or transition tag before two days ago, that's good for him. Go get your money. The Cardinals aren't going to be able to give it to him. Coming up next... 
the big name bell the ball conversation for impending free agents that were on the Arizona Cardinals last year is obviously Patrick Peterson. It is a what do you want to do for the rest of your career, Patrick? Do you want to be the next Larry Fitzgerald like you mentioned, or do you want to go get your cheese somewhere else as your last big contract? We'll talk about that next, Lock on Cardinals. But first, listen, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness, Bo, is so soon. March Madness is so soon. I'm sad that we're not going to be able to do our coach house to rock bar to zips Thursday, first day of March Madness, starting at 9 a.m. That's a one day a year where I get to uh, act like a college student. But um, betonline.ag's got you covered. Football's over. March Madness is here. NBA's ramping up. NHL full swing. They have they have odds for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have everything. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. So, J.J. Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. Um, still kind of pinch-worthy. Still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's the reality now. Two-year, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. Before I talk about the Patrick Peterson situation, there are conflicting reports about... Where are the Arizona Cardinals ranked in the pecking order for how much money was offered? And you could tell how disrespected Arizona sports are. Just go on Twitter and just look at the at the fallout from Browns fans and Packers fans and Steelers fans and Houston fans. Like, wow, why Arizona? They're not going to win. Well, Arizona had to overpay J.J. Watt to get him to come play. Way to waste the money. Like, there are so many storylines about that. Um and there are reports out. John Gamadoro, who is a, a host on uh, the flagship station here in Phoenix, he tweeted out that Cleveland and Tennessee both offered more money than the Cardinals did. And Charles Robinson quote tweeted that and said, that's not true. So there's conflicting reports. And it's interesting that even, even if there are rumblings, and it's not necessarily true to the letter of the number that the Cardinals offered, at least J.J. Watt had suitors that weren't just offering him one year $5 million, and he took five times that to come play with the Cardinals. Like, it, it must feel good as an organization for the Cardinals, as a fan base, and for media members, that J.J. Watt wants to come play in Arizona, and he passed up going and playing against two playoff teams in the AFC. And listen, it's probably easier to make the playoffs in the NFC than it is the AFC. I mean, the, the NFC's potentially 10 teams deep, I mean, it was down to the last second of who was going to make the playoffs last year. The Cardinals have a better chance to make the playoffs, in my opinion, than any than if they were in the AFC, being in the NFC. So, Bo, when you see these reports that there are other suitors paying around, offering around the same amount of money that J.J. Watt got from the Cardinals, what's your initial thought? Yeah, it's nice to have those victories. I mean, it's it's fun to see players, elite players, guys that are highly coveted decide to go and come to the into the desert and that's a testament to Kyler Murray. I mean that's he's he's generating hype around this organization that wasn't there before he he was drafted number 1 overall. I, I think Kyler Murray's if you could if you can pinpoint one person that caused JJ Watt to come here besides the weather, uh I think that Kyler Murray is, is the guy that is doing that. I mean, he he got the Cardinals to, in a position to where they could acquire DeAndre Hopkins last offseason. And it, it just continues to 
keep that up that momentum in this offseason, despite kind of a tremendous letdown at the end, people still view this as a team that's on the rise, that's just, you know, starting to scratch the surface. So um, it, it's interesting. Somebody was talking, I was talking to a Houston radio station this morning about, you know, whether or not, like how this actually like went down. And yeah, there was the reports about Indy in Tennessee. And it's like, Indianapolis has a pretty solid roster. They just made the move for Carson Wentz. I think that people are still trying to figure out, can Carson Wentz regain his form uh, that he had in Philly in his second season? You know, there's that. And then also you take into consideration that those were two teams that J.J. Watt played against twice a year. I don't know if he, like, probably at some points hated those teams. Like, you know, there's bad blood there. There's no bad blood in Arizona for J.J. Watt. So, uh, and then Pittsburgh, like, shut up, Pittsburgh. Like, you're, you have... You're in twenty million dollars in salary cap debt. You're paying your thirty-nine-year-old quarterback forty-one million dollars. Like that's your—that's on you. You wanted him to come and play for his brother. Like that's the, the allure that pits. Oh, come play for the the black and gold and play with your two brothers. Like it's got to be more than that. Like be smarter than that, Pittsburgh fans. Like you should be a, a pretty uh, you know smart fan base, but you're not if you if you can't figure out that you couldn't afford J.J. Watt. You're out of it from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's those things are all true. And to your point about Kyler Murray. Pittsburgh uh, in Arizona? Yeah. I mean, come on. Go yeah. live in the Steel City or live in, in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley? Ed Werder tweeted out uh, this, to, to your point about Kyler Murray. Uh, he said, I was told J.J. Watt's first criteria in choosing his team would be the quality of the quarterback, so this seems an endorsement of Kyler Murray. Uh, sure. So he chose not to go to Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers are in somewhat cap hell too. So that kind of it makes sense regarding that. Could have played with Baker. Obviously, you take Kyler over Baker at this point. Um, this is just tying a bow on it. Is this is a good situation for the Arizona Cardinals now with Patrick Peterson kind of throwing his feet to the fire? Hey, Pat P, how much you want to be an Arizona Cardinal? How much you how much money are you willing to give up to be an Arizona Cardinal? So couple different schools of thought. One, he's going to go get the biggest bag he can, which at this point I see happening. Before, there was an up-and-down chance. Maybe he'd sign a two-year deal, kind of the deal that J.J. Watt just signed. I feel like they just gave J.J. Watt Patrick Peterson's contract because that would have been the most team-friendly way to keep Patrick Peterson. He could sign a one-year $5 million deal or $8 million deal and then watch the salary cap balloon next year and go get his money next year, see if he can get a run, if they can make a run this year in the playoffs with the Cardinals, or he kind of hedges his bet and signs a short deal somewhere else, and we never see him in an Arizona Cardinals uniform again. Right now, with how much money he's made, which hasn't really been all that much, his big contract was 40-plus guaranteed a few, you know, a few years ago, right after Richard Sherman signed his, Patrick Peterson got his. What do you do now? If you're Patrick Peterson, you kind of take a long look at yourself in the mirror and you say, what's important to me? (laughs) Do I want to, do I want to, you know, turn the corner with this franchise that I've kind of, you know, endured some, some thin years. The team hasn't made the playoffs in five straight seasons. Um, Do I want to really be this loyal player that I've been this, this organization that did reward me with at the time, the highest, contract for a cornerback in NFL history. He played the extent of that contract, $70 million. Um, Look, Patrick Peterson has to, like, he has to really have a tough conversation with himself. Like, 
do I want to get what my market value would be? Or do I want to be loyal to the franchise that has been loyal to me and, and win with them? Do what I've said in all the, in my time with the media. Do I want to back up what I said on the 16th hole of the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Do I want to back up all the things I said about wanting to be the successor for Larry Fitzgerald? Now, I think that ship has sailed, but do you want to be one of the, the players that goes down in the history? He's already going to be one of the greatest players in this franchise history, but he can reach legend status as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Like, they, they probably will consider, you know, he's a Ring of Honor member already. 21's probably going to be uh, retired. But Patrick Peterson has an opportunity here to do what he's only really done a couple seasons in the desert, and that's win. So, you know, you can go to Jacksonville. You can go to the Jets. But those teams are so far away, like, we know what that is. That's a money grab. So it's up to Patrick Peterson to decide what he wants. And, look, I won't – I'm not going to hate on the guy for choosing another big deal. That's that's generational wealth. That's That's setting up your great-grandkids type of money he's getting right i mean but he's got charity here he does his golf tournaments here he's ingrained here his wife's a doctor like they they are phoenix even though you know it, it's been a tough in the patrick, patrick peterson industry for the last couple seasons like i mean just like with calais campbell with bruce arians and bruce arians left all of these guys had monster roots in phoenix with uh with charities and and you know and things like that and, and philanthropy so i don't know if that'll have anything to do with it but he, I mean, he is Phoenix sports, even though he's kind of, uh, it's kind of been martyred a little bit over the last couple of seasons. But to your point, Jaguars, Jets, Patriots, Colts, Broncos, Washington, Bengals, all those teams have over $30 million in cap space. So they'd be able yeah. to kind of give him a lucrative deal. Now, the, he's been tied to the Broncos a little bit. Our, our friend from Spot Track, Michael Gennetti, had him going to the Broncos to your $25 million deal. Uh, the salary cap is going to balloon next year. And this mm-hmm. isn't a rookie. He's made 50-plus million guaranteed in his contract. And listen, go make your money where you can. I get it. But if he wants to do, and he's healthy, if he wants to do one-year five mil, and then with the promise, like they promised Jermaine Gresham, remember that? Several years ago, he took nothing one year, and then they gave him 20-plus mil guaranteed, one of the worst contracts we've ever seen Steve Kime give. But if there's a promise deal in it, you could definitely see 21 wearing a Cardinals jersey this year. That would have to, be, have to be behind the curtain situation, and if he does sign that small deal, you know that that would be coming. Chance of that happening, slim. Chance of Patrick Peterson being an Arizona Cardinal next year, slim. But it's something to monitor along with Larry Fitzgerald. There's not enough money to go around anymore. So so uh, consolations are going to have to be made. Well, and they also don't have the leverage any longer of being the – the only faces of the franchise in the building. Yeah, like, getting, they don't have that anymore. Right, I mean, Larry full. Fitzgerald, he he got that blank check for so many years because there was there was nobody else to kind of even with Patrick Peterson in 2018 when things were as thin as they possibly could be. Patrick Peterson dropped the ball as being able to be that guy uh, because he he wanted his way out because things got horrible yeah. and he didn't want to be a part of it. But yeah, I mean, now you've got Kyler Murray, top. He's the leader in the clubhouse. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. You've got J.J. Watt. You've got Buda Baker. You've even got Chandler Jones. It's just like, cover's not bare anymore. Like, you you don't have that leverage any longer, but do you want to be a part of this? And if you don't, we can find a cornerback that caliber of your play in 2020 
to to fill you know fill that void. Yeah, I mean, for pennies, comparatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, when you look at um, what Washington did with their front seven, Arizona Cardinals, even though they're like a decade older, it's not all those young bucks. It's it's still just as the front seven is 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 growing. You've got J.J. Watt, you've got Chandler Jones, and you've got you know Isaiah Simmons, Jordan. You've got some nice pieces in that front seven to where who can you name any Washington corners like Fabian Moreau? Morneau? I mean, like. There was they were nobodies last year. Josh Norman, they bro. Were, He's Josh not there Norman, there any, is he? Yeah, I know. He was right. he was a Buffalo Bill. He yeah. was getting like, just blown That's up the last by. One I remember. Um, but I, I, I mean, I just it's some when you have a front seven that ferocious, it it's it makes it a lot easier on the back end. And having a cornerback that cuts the field in half and takes away the wide receiver one, it's a luxury, but it's not a necessity any longer. Right. And, uh, I mean, listen, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I'm just trying to, like, formulate what the hell he's going to do. Like, him fits. I mean, listen, if they want to extend Chandler Jones and move that money around, free up some space, they want to cut Justin Pugh, if they want to cut Robert Alford, there will be some cap space for this season. I just don't know if you necessarily need to force the issue with how much cap space they'll have next year, if they can figure out how to backload contracts and turn things into signing bonuses and make things work, this is what cap capologists do. So it's not all, it, it's not a no way, no how situation. It's going to be challenging, especially if you want to bring in other free agents this offseason to bolster the roster. Because if you ask me, Larry Fitzgerald and Patrick Peterson, they're not going to make this team better next year if they can bring in other guys younger maybe potentially more talented at this point and depending on position. So again, it's just something to monitor. We're going to be talking about pretty much every day uh, up until, you know, free agency, March 15th is when legal tampering starts. March 17th is when free agency begins and on we go. Uh, Coming up next between DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and JJ Watt, who will have the most Jersey sales starting in 2021? We'll talk about that next. Right here, Bob Brock, Alex Clancy on Lockdown Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. One thing that Bo and I have in common is uh, neither of us know about cars, and rockauto.com is there for us. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business. been around for 20 years. It's got all the parts you need. You don't have to go to a chain storefront and feel awkward because you don't know where anything is. You're looking at serial numbers, SKU numbers, and you don't know what part goes where, and you have to go up and ask somebody, and they look at you like, you know, you're lesser than because you're a 37-year-old man that doesn't know anything about cars. That's why rockauto.com, it, it's the best. The prices are reliably low. All the prices are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers like us. The catalog is super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck uh, and with the brand specifications and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for said car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com a lot of 99 jerseys will be sold Bo, because reports came out the family of mr 99 um said you know what our great grandfather grandfather Marshall Goldberg, we're going to allow J.J. Watt to wear number 99. And that was our conversation yesterday. It's 
I didn't know that 99 was retired because I, you know, I started following football in 1990. So 60 years before that isn't really in my wheelhouse. Um, but this is good. You know what? Cool. He's going to wear 99. A lot of 99 jerseys will be sold. A lot of extra small child size 99s will be sold. So that's where this great equalizer could be. A lot of people already have Kyler Murray jerseys. A lot of people already have DeAndre Hopkins jerseys from last year. Starting in 2021, Bo, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, who has the highest jersey sales or the highest jerseys sold? J.J. Watt. The guy was on Saturday Night Live. I mean, his his Q rating is just way higher. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be – can I just say one, uh, a couple of things about the Goldberg thing? Sure. And, and it, I want to be as respectful as possible. Of course. Because here's what I'll say about Goldberg. Look him up because I did yesterday. Yep. Uh, he deserves to be in the ring of honor. You'll find out that he was a Jewish man, great college player at Pitt. He played for the Chicago Cardinals, which were separated by a uh, stint in the Navy in World War II. Just an incredible person, mm-hmm. right? He won an NFL championship before you know thing before the Super Bowl. Uh, but I don't know if the guy ever stepped foot in Arizona, ever, in his entire life. He's not a pro football Hall of Famer. He didn't even wear number 99 his entire career. Right. You know, he he wasn't, like, synonymous with the number even in his day and age. So, like, Marshall Goldberg's story should be told when telling the story of the franchise. But as far as, like, people going to the games in Glendale and not being able to see somebody wear number 99 because Marshall Goldberg, who played for the Chicago Cardinals back in the 40s, that that just shouldn't be the case. Like, this, is the, this was a simple decision, and I'm glad they got it right, that there wasn't, like, because I, I I understand that the, the Cardinals are like respectful to this team's past, but I also think like it's detrimental to what they're trying to do in the desert in a, in a very little way. It's just like you have to create your own history here in Phoenix, in Arizona. You can't hold on to like what you did in St. Louis. You definitely can't hold on to what you did in Chicago. Marshall Goldberg is, I mean, number 99 was, two twice removed from the Cardinals. So this was simple, right? I, I just, I think it, it was nice of them. It was nice of them. They asked the family and JJ Watt to be very respectful of that. And I'm glad like out of any of it, it, it has people Google Marshall Goldberg because pretty incredible. Yeah. Jewish I, guy who was in the, in the Navy and in the NFL during that era is very rare. Right. And uh, so TMZ reported it first, I believe and J.J. Watt called Ellen Goldberg uh, Tulos, um, who is Marshall Goldberg's daughter. They had a conversation, and she said she has no issue. And she was, you know, you know, impressed with J.J. Watt for calling and talking about the number. And then, you know, bing, bang, boom. I'm sure that he'll made a char- make a charitable donation to something, and then, you know, you call it a day. So it's good, like, yeah. And you're right. It, it was an easy decision. Um, kudos to the family for allowing it. Kudos to J.J. Watt for handling it the way that he did. And – Let's move on. Answer the question, okay? J.J. Watt, you think it's really going to be – so over Kyler Murray, who was an MVP candidate through six weeks, seven weeks last year, probably seven weeks. He's had two seasons in the league where where Arizona Cardinals fans could gobble up that number one jersey. He's had – he's just had – you just got the brand-new guy that came to town – 
You got the number. It's not number 93 or what we thought it potentially could be. Number 99 is a cool jersey to wear. Rick Vaughn from Major League wore number 99. The great one. Wayne Gretzky wore number 99. I don't know if he's not very popular in Glendale. No, he's not. Because he sucked as a head coach for the Coyotes. But it was like uh, number 99, that looks cool on the back of your jersey. Now, is it going to be like what to do now is make sure it's not like wearing a number 22 Emmett Smith Cardinals jersey in a couple seasons. He's got to make sure it was people's hard-earned money is is worthy of buying that number ninety nine. But I think I think you'll see a bunch of ninety nines uh, walk their way into State Farm Stadium come twenty twenty one. Yeah, I put it out on Twitter. Fifty one percent of people still say Kyler Murray, thirty seven percent JJ Watt. So we'll I see. still think there's up number tens, like DeAndre. Like if you don't, if you're kind of like on the fence about what jersey you should get, like you should seriously consider DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Like. It's still disrespectful, in my opinion. Like, he still needs to be so freaking good. Yeah, We still is. don't talk about him enough. Like, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is unbelievable, and you should you should get yourself a number 10. Like, consider it. Be different, because there's going to be a lot of 99s and 1s. Well, see, the great equalizer, as I mentioned earlier, is kids are growing up every second. Okay, right when that kid is young enough to get an Arizona Cardinals jersey or old enough to get an Arizona Cardinals jersey, it's going to be number 1. It's not going to be yeah. 99. So that's going to be the equalizer because you're right. I mean, everybody's got – like, imagine a black – like, just uh, reinventing DeAndre Hopkins' Instagram post with the black 99 and the black 10, the jersey when, you know, he was trying to get him to come over and finish what he started, which they're beginning to do. I'm I'm enamored with the black jersey scheme, the black color scheme for the Cardinals. Everything else is trashola, in my opinion. Let me, let me change – I need to put a qualifier in here. Okay. If Arizona Cardinals get it right and they change their uniforms, number one should be by far the, the the best-selling jersey. Like, if they change their uniforms and you have to update your Kyler Murray gear. That's interesting. It, it should be number one. Yeah. Well, it should be number one regardless. I mean, it's like that's like selling more Chris Paul jerseys than Devin Booker jerseys. I mean, Devin Booker's been around a lot. You know, he's been, what is however many years longer than Kyler Murray. But mm-hmm. I mean, it would be, it's pretty much the exact same thing is a yeah. guy coming in. That's an established guy, even though JJ Watts a lot more beloved from coast to coast than Chris Paul is uh, just because of his style of play and, and how he pisses off teammates and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it should be Kyler, but it's most likely to be JJ unless they change their kit completely, which I hope they do. JJ is probably going to reign supreme. Alex Clancy, Bo Rock, locked on Cardinals. We went long today. We've been going long a lot because it's, it's fun, man. This is the fun part of the season where excitement of the unknown, we've washed our hands of the awful ending to the 2020 season, onward and upward, and J.J. Watt's going to be a part of the ride for the 2021 season. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals.